Hi everyone, you're listening to Item 13 Podcast and I'm your host, Yom Tego. Every week, we'll delve into the world of African food, including chefs, curators and bloggers. I hope you enjoy it. This is part two of my conversation with Frida Muyambo, founder of My Bent Orange. If you haven't listened to the first part, please do so before listening to this episode. Here's the final part of our conversation. Okay, so we're back from our big break. Uh, before we left, we sort of um, summarized for us on a high level all the different. Not, I wouldn't even call it a summary. Yeah, <laughs> so I think you went we got into it. Into it, which is really good. I think it's a good. I actually almost now wish we had done this at the beginning of the series of the podcast, and it gives people a sense of all of the different foods as I talk to different chefs and bloggers like around the continent. But that's fine. I think this is still a good. Refresher. Um, You're now based in Lagos. Yes, I am. And you've been learning a lot about the local foods, incorporating it into your own sort of daily cooking, but then also have parlayed it into a business venture. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You also talked about research in in the first half of the the podcast. I also want to speak to how you do research. Yeah. One of the things you've done before Lagos, and then when you came to Lagos, I, I, for me, I felt because I follow you on social media, I thought it was a lot of experiential research, if you will. You're going to the markets, you were talking yeah. to people, taking pictures, touching yeah. and feeling. Yeah. So let's talk about that. First, let's talk about your move to Lagos. What, what was it like to adjust from, so, <laughs> from moving my, from London yeah. to... So my, my move to Lagos happened uh, just over two years ago. It's been two years. It's been two years. It was 2016, February 2016. And... Time I remember, yeah, time does fly, and a lot has happened in yeah. that time, you know. And 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 I have to say, I, I am enjoying myself. Um, but before we moved, I remember how reluctant I was to moving, not for the sake of moving, but I think just sometimes, you know, when you're comfortable, you have a routine, you are reluctant to change, and you know, with the three kids, yeah. how is it going to happen? But yeah, we moved to Lagos. I, I at the time uh, took a career break, you know, from my job, hung up my boots, came to Lagos to follow my husband, who you know was brought here um, because of a, a you know I would say a once in a lifetime yeah. career opportunity. Why wouldn't you yeah. do it? So and I remember when. I first came to Lagos. Now, I, I always say to new pe- newcomers that the first two weeks are the <laughs> hardest. You know, there, there are two stages. The first two weeks are the hardest, then there's the six-month hump, and then you know you're, you're yeah. getting there. But the first two weeks were the hard, hardest because I, I found myself in a new place, and in my mind I had all the preconceptions I had about Lagos or Nigeria, you know, and I remember sitting at home thinking, oh, goodness, am I ever going to leave this house? Am I ever going to have the courage or the boldness to go out there? But once that was done, it was done. You know, my inquiring mind and adventurous spirit just kicked in and I was out in the markets, <laughs> you know, just, just looking at what's out there and there's so much out there. So I, I, I would say that, you know, within three months, I felt like I had settled in well yeah. already. I felt like I knew my left from right already. And, you know, to 
Well, that's good yeah. to hear because I think Lagos gets a bad rap sometimes for being just a really tough, tough yeah. city to be, to be in. Giddy, oh, it is. Giddy, giddy. Yeah. <laughs> last giddy. Last giddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, you know, probably have to have the right mindset also. I know? think that is exactly what you need to have. And I'm just glad I had my thing that I could take with right. me of, you know what? I may have taken a career break, but I have my other career, my right. passion that I can always work right. on no matter where yeah. I am. So, And I think that's what really helped me, you know, take a foot out of my right. front door and say, well, I'm here and I have so much to learn. And really, that's, that's how I just uh, took it on. And I think part of your question was, how, how do I do my research? Yeah. So especially when you move to Lagos, right, it looks like part of it, a lot of it was just going out there and yeah touching and feeling and tasting yes yes so so and that's yeah it's all experiential you know and and and, and this is the point of being here if i'm yeah. here i want to taste the foods i want to see what's happening on the on the scene and lagos is interesting i think lagos is lagos it's not nigeria it's such yeah. a diverse country yeah. you know with over 250 different ethnic groups and yeah. even more languages it's it's it's, it's a melting pot yeah. in itself, okay? But it's also very cosmopolitan because whilst I have the curiosity to go and find out about indigenous foods, so I'll go into the markets. And when I say markets, you know, uh, you know I, I, I'll say, I, I want to go to Obalende, I want to go to Balogun Market, see where people who are, you know, in... in in no disrespect of the term, the locals. I want to go where the locals go. So I went to Obalende. I remember by my my third week, you know, I had my mom here. My mom came to support the move. So it was me and my mom um, with my, um, my, you know, the the guy who helps to get stuff on the market, my steward. We went. I said, we want to go to the market, you know. (laughs) Took a local taxi, Got to the market, hopped into a keke. He was saying, Madame, you want to go in there? I said, Yes, now. Why not? (laughs) Yes, now. Yes, now. So we went to the market, um, you know, and and the market is, uh, that's West Africa for you. Just Mm. open air, you know, and this is where the entrepreneurial vibe and spirit of everybody is. You just set up shop, you know, in rightly or wrongly, or I'm sure, you know, People have licenses as well. Open air is a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. You pay your dues to be there. So I remember finding uh, Iru. Oh, yeah. I remember what, what I said. I said, I want to taste, uh, you know, and at that time I knew about Eforiro. I said, okay. I want to taste Eforiro. I want to cook it at home. So we went out to get ingredients. You know, we bought some Iru, which is the Dawa Dawa yeah. um, seeds. Pungent, um, very, very. Uh, how, how should I say it? Uh, mature, cheesy kind of smell. Right. Like this is the throwing yourself in the deep yeah. end. So got some of that. Got some cow skin, which I learned is called pomo. In okay. uh, I'm assuming is Yoruba, because that's the other thing. It's it's languages. Right. Yeah. It's languages. Like Nigerian food was. Uh, I remember studying it for 18 months before I even dared to create a recipe. Oh, really? Because you know how... I love Nigeria, 
But my Nigerian friends, you can be extra sometimes <laughs> because Nigerians will not hesitate to comment. You know whether it's negative or positive, mm. or tell you how wrong you are, or become the oil police yes. on your behalf. Okay, so you know I found it daunting. But the other thing about Nigerian food is that every there's so many different uh, ethnic groups or tribes here, and they all have their own food. So you find that if you're doing research, if you're doing a desktop mm. search, you know, thank God for the internet. You know, you find that somebody is writing about food, but they're writing about ingredients in their language, how they know. You know, the affix will will write about an ingredient that you actually have to translate and transliterate and find the root of what it actually mm-hmm. is down to the botanical right. name. That's when you know what you're you're talking yeah. about because it's it's that. There's, there's a lot of layers right. to filter through. You know, somebody from Delta will be writing about ingredients in the way they know. Yeah. So there was a lot of translation to be done and a lot of, uh, I'd say, I had to go down to scientific research, you know, because you want to get down to the botanical yeah. name of the ingredients. Then you really know what you're talking about. So yes, so we made F4 Rero. Okay, you know. explain to people what F4 Rero is. F4 Rero is what I would call a vegetable stew. <laughs> Nigerians would call it a vegetable soup. It looks to me like contemporary a little bit, right? Very much like yeah. that, you know. So yes, for the Ghanaian audience, it's 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 a uh, it's a leafy stew yeah. uh, made of. Um, uh, I call it Lagos spinach, but it's African spinach. Am- amaranth leaves, okay. you know, and there are two types that they use here. There's the Efo Tete and Efo Shoko. They're all, all Nigerian. Yes, now. <laughs> yes, you have to, you know, because when they write about it in their own language, you kind of have mm. to go behind it. There are two varieties of amaranth leaves, mm. so collectively, it's um, here you can call it Lagos spinach, but it is African spinach. Okay. In Zimbabwe, they use it okay. as well. In Tanzania, they use it. They call it mchicha. Mm. So this is, these are amaranth leaves. Okay. It's African spinach, and it's it's delightful. Mm. I mean, it's it's so it's a lovely yeah. it's a lovely leaf, and in some places it just grows wildly. Most people that I have come across. You know, when I've asked them, you know, what is this? Oh, it's a weed. They think it's a weed. It is food. Oh. It is food. Yeah. It is highly nutritious food. And, and you know how amaranth is all the craze yeah. right now, superfood. I mean, yeah. that is our food. It grows everywhere. <laughs> it grows everywhere. If, if uh, you're translating to the Jamaicans or the Caribbean, that's, that's what they call kalalu. Oh, it's the same thing. Really? It is the same thing. It is the same oh. thing. Yes, it is the same okay. thing. So yeah, so, so you know, exploration of of um, Nigerian or Lagosian food, if you will. Yes, um, you developed your blondies, right? So yes, yes. Well. So take us on that journey, discovering okay. it, and then sort of yes, how you ended up with so 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 what I did is as soon as I landed, I said, look. Guys, you know, I would ask my, um, you know, I have somebody, my my nanny, if you will, somebody helping me take care of the kids. Look, there's this fruit I used to eat whenever we visited Ghana. I would turn it to chewing gum. You know, what is it called? And I know in Ghana we call it alasa. Yeah, and she said, no, that's abalumo. So I said, I, I really want to taste some. So I had some, and I don't think it was until my second year in Lagos that I... 
you know, really took aside time. When it came back into season, mm-hmm. I peeled it, I cut it up, I dried it in the oven, yeah. and man, it looked amazing when I dried it because it turned this shade of ruby red that was yeah. so appealing. It looked like a goji berry. Yeah. And I thought, this is amazing. And I thought, man, you know what? I have a blondie recipe. You know, blueberry blondies, mm-hmm. that was uh, my thing as well that I had blogged about in recent, in past years. And I thought, I wonder how this fruit will do in a blondie. Because after all, it is called the African cherry. Yeah. You know, and people <laughs> bake with cherry. So let me give it a go. So I remember at the time there was a, a foodie event that, um, you know, I, 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 I feel welcomed in Lagos by the foodie mm-hmm. uh, community because it, wasn't, it didn't take long before I got invited to an event called uh, Food and Everything Else that is heavily sponsored by Maggie, okay. you know. So I remember there was one of those events coming up and I said, look, I'm experimenting with this, with a new recipe, can I bring it? You know, so I, 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 I made loads of abalumo blondies and the first iteration was I put crumble on top mm-hmm. um, and I took it there and people laughed. They said, it really tastes, you can taste yeah. that it, you know, it tastes like abalumo. And, you know, so I thought, okay, I've just created this thing. People have responded very well to it. Um, made it again, this time without the crumble, so you could see the fruit yeah. and the blondie mm. in its all its glory. Posted it online. I started getting calls from people in Ikeja, all over the place. Who, they didn't even know me, but yeah. they were following my, my blog or Instagram page and said, I, I want to taste it. I want to taste it. So it became this craze in Lagos. Mm. And I can truthfully say nobody had ever made it before. Yeah. So I can stake my claim as being the inventor of yes. Abalumo Blondie. You know, that I, I created, I, I, I used it in a dessert. And I know, I mean, there are many other, you know, fantastic uh, bloggers and experimenters out there who are doing other things with it. But yes, I'm the first person who... I created Abalumo Blondie. No, putting my stamp on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> claim it, claim it. So what... Are you still? What are you hoping to do with it? What are you doing? So, so I, I, I made it into a bakery item because, as part of my food curiosity here in Lagos, I, I fell into baking quite literally. Yeah. You know, I came here as an African cuisine enthusiast, yeah. and baking or dessert making is not really a part of that. But I found myself baking because I, I just gave it a shot and people responded positively to it so I, I I pitched it to a couple of supermarkets who you know so you know would sell would right. sold it sold it every week and it always sell out and had have customers saying when is it coming back so it has become a bakery item here and I would like to actually um, really nurture it and make it you know yeah. a, a, a big thing because it, it, it's something that the very fact that I'm using a local fruit yeah. and a very much loved and craved fruit because when it's out yeah. of season people <laughs> fantasize about it but you know it's it's something that I found really sold itself because people know what Abalumo was and then the fact that it was Abalumo Blondie they were like what? I want to taste it because it's something that is it's uh, it's, it's a novel idea it's new and, and I found that just the concept itself sold itself. So I really want to just uh, nurture that, uh, develop it, find ways to 
um, have Abalumo available all year round, and it's not it's not a rocket right. science yeah. preserve. It. You can freeze it, you can dry it. <laughs> it dries very cool. well. Well, I hope if, there, if there's anybody, any brands listing, or anybody that works for a brand that can support it, I, I personally would like to taste it. I don't. You should bring it to Ghana. I, I, I honestly, I should have brought you some. I'll bring you some. I'll give you a call. I'll all give right. you a call. Um, so we've sort of flattered around the idea of the fact that. You've been featured everywhere in The Guardian, CNN, BBC, all yes. these, these great media houses. And yes. in fact, um, you mentioned in one of your recent BBC interviews, you also debuted yes. uh, a, a yam pasta. So yes. tell us about that. Okay, <laughs> so this is a rewind to just before we moved to Lagos. Um, BBC Focus on Africa was doing a feature on African cuisine around the world and they invited me into the studio to talk about African cuisine and where I think it was leading and then they gave me a challenge they said cook something why don't you cook something African and use the same ingredients to make something more European and I remember thinking okay then, you know, for the next few days, I was writing yeah. my brain, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, you know, when you think about European, you know, pasta is so popular. So I remember the very night before the interview, I was experimenting in my kitchen into the wee hours of the night. And, you know, I did some research. Um, and I, I, I saw that people had, I can't. People had tried making pasta with rice flour, you know, but by the very nature of yams, you know, when you pound yams, you get this dough in in a way. And I thought, why can't I just manipulate that and create a a gluten-free pasta out of it? So I didn't just go yam pasta. I wanted to take it the extra mile and you know, make it gluten-free because why use yam if you can use flour, you know? So I, I, I created... You know, I, I created it in the wee hours of the morning, Literally, and it actually and worked. Yes, yes. You know, and sometimes my I, I work very well under pressure. Sometimes I'm most creative when I have a deadline. Yes. I'm like, what can I do? What I can, you know, what can I do? So, this is what happened. This, this is what happened. Even a question I had prepared, but just listening to you now and knowing that you have an engineering background yes. and the creativity of your mind, it just boggles me how. I think typically those two tend to be on different ends of the spectrum, right? Where engineers are more structured thinking and just, at least from what I know of engineers, very structured thinking, very process-oriented, right? These are the parameters within which I will work and that sort of it. Yes. But you seem to be able to go sort of way out there in terms of creativity and, and, yes. and, and all of that stuff. Yes, I mean, it's, it's interesting that you, you picked up on that. But and and you know at face value you would think that they can't be connected. Mm. But I have found that yes, whilst we are process oriented and there's a lot of structure, engineering and building things, constructing things uh, is a creative yeah. process. It is a creative process. You know, there's a bit of. It's a combination of you have your structure, you have your process, and then you have the ingenuity and inventiveness that comes together to build something. And in fact, in fact, uh, before I moved, I was a STEM ambassador, that is science, tech, engineering, maths. But um, what has happened over the years has it has become STEAM. 
So art is right oh, in the center yeah, of it. Right. And, and, exactly. okay. Yeah, and if you think about, you know, architects, they're artists, but there's a lot of structural right. uh, dimension that comes into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, so yes, yeah. Um, and then you've worked a lot with brands also, and I wanted to speak a little bit about that um, in terms of, you know, how do brands come to you or how do you approach them? Because if someone is here that's listening that kind of wants to replicate your success, if you will, you know, take what they are doing with food to the next level in terms of working with brands and getting exposed, like what advice would you give to them in terms of yes. if they are approached or how they should approach brands? So I would say that we are very fortunate, especially in the African context, that we are in a digital age, that it only takes having access to a mobile phone, mobile network Mm -hmm. where you can get a bit of data that gives you the connection with the rest of the world through apps like Instagram, Facebook. So social media, Mm -hmm. I think it has been very important in... Um, African food enthusiasts uh, reaching the world. So I would advise um, anybody new to this to look, get on social media, um, and you don't need highly technical equipment. Yeah. Honestly, my first YouTube videos were taken using my BlackBerry, and the camera wasn't yeah. even as good as it is now. Yeah. You know, don't let anything stop you. Just start to tell your story. Put your uniqueness into it, you know. I think uh, I may not always know what my personality looks personality looks like to other people, but I think my personality comes through in everything that I do. So definitely um, set up your social media and start to build content. Start to build content, and it does not matter whether you have one hundred followers or 10,000 followers. I mean, I can tell you my stories. I have had the opportunity to work with brands. I mentioned earlier that I've been included in the foodie community here. I go to Maggie events. You know, I create recipes for them when they send me the ingredients. I have um, worked with a fantastic Nigerian company called Simply that um, they manufacture... Uh, frozen yam. Yes, and they are international. You can buy Simply, which is a 100% Nigerian product in the UK, in the US, and, you you know, they're expanding. So I've been creating recipes for them because their story is inspirational. So so as part of my passion and, um, you know, a hobby has become... More, more and more it's becoming a career because I'm now working with brands and I have to say that I did not approach these brands they actually approached me so when you tell your story you stand out and it doesn't matter whether you have 10,000 followers or 100 followers I don't have you know there are many people who have like 10 times as, as, yeah. as many followers as I do, but that shouldn't stop you or discourage you. You all have a unique story to tell, even if you're talking about the same thing. You know, you all have, you know, our, our moms or grandmas have their own 
twist that they, <laughs> they they put into jollof. So, you know, just run with it. Yeah. Just run with it. So I'd say um, use social media to get the word out there. That's certainly how I have got to work with so many different brands and organizations. I, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned, but I, I have uh, this year contributed to a book that will be published later this year. Oh. Yeah, so it's not it's not public yet, but when it comes out, we will tell you know, but uh, tell you about it. We'll let you know, but that is coming out in October. But um, and and all this is because of the stories I have shared, you know. And if you keep consistent, you become known as an expert in a right. in in a subject matter. And I think this is how people have seen me. I haven't said it myself, but this is how they see me. So. So now that they see me as that, I do market myself as an expert. <laughs> <laughs> they fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But if you put your own unique touch mm-hmm. into it, you're not even faking it. You're just doing yeah. it. So just do it. I say take the first step. It doesn't take. It take five minutes. Takes five minutes to set up an Instagram account. And right now, especially in Nigeria, and I'm sure in Ghana, Instagram is everything. Right. Instagram is bigger than a website now. Yeah. You know, so you must have that presence there. So, mm-hmm. and I would say, just give it a shot. Give it a shot. We all have mobile yeah. phones. We all send WhatsApp. So we all have data. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Just do it is what I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've done so much, so so much, yeah. and I think we all want to know. You kind of touched on it a little bit. You talked about the the book that's coming out, but yeah. I also want to know what else is next for my brand orange. Oh yes, what's on the horizon? Yes, on the horizon, on the horizon. So I have a a foodie friend that I met here. You know, her name is Bilara Bernard, and she's from Azerbaijan. But we've come together a couple of times, you know, to to cook together. She runs a cooking class and invited me over and has such a great time. And we've always said, "Oh, we're crazy. We should do something together," because. You know, I've done a lot of work on my own, but I I would love to work with other people. I would love to partner with people because I know that you can go, you know, 10 times further when you work with people. So I have put together a filming project. You know, I've written a proposal. I'm starting to talk to to reach out to organizations that may have interest in this. But um, we are putting together... A food series made for TV. Oh, nice. um, that is going to be international, but it is going to highlight lesser-known cultures through food. And I think you'd be the right, just the gems you dropped today alone. <laughs> I think you'd be absolutely the right person to, to do this. I'm excited for, for, Thank for you. that. Yeah, Thank that you very much. Thank you very much. So yeah, we are at proposal stage and doing a lot of work in the background because we have a budget, you know, we, we are not holding back. Right. This is a real project. It's going to cost. <laughs> it's going to cost money. Yeah. So And, and we're not letting that uh, hold us back. We're not afraid of it. And I think that's the nice thing about working with somebody else is that we feed on each yeah. other's uh, enthusiasm and courage. Yeah. So we're not holding back at all. So, you know, there's a lot of work happening in the background um, we're working on the concept of developing a few pilot episodes mm-hmm. right now. So, and I think once that is done, that is actually going to help market right, yeah. itself. 
So we haven't even decided on a name. I mean, we have shortlisted a few names, right. but we're, we're keeping it a secret. <laughs> but at least we get yeah. the first scoop here. That that's yes, this is, this is a very first scoop, but, but we're looking to work with um, you know, international organizations who may be interested in preserving cultural heritage, okay. that sort of thing, uncovering um, rare foods, and you know, if, if this is something that resonates with yeah. people out there, universe, yeah. contact us, contact us. We don't want to work alone. We can't. It's yeah. it's a project that's bigger than ourselves. But we are we are doing things. I can tell you, uh, you know, we're, we're going to start um, filming in Nigeria okay. later this year. We're going to Azerbaijan on oh, a culinary nice. tour, and we're going to create contact content there and just take things from there. That sounds so exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you. Would you have thought two years ago when you're leaving London to come here that you would do all of this? No, no, I did not, I did not think that at all. I really did not think that at all, but, you know, I, I've just found that, you know, for the past few years, opportunities have come to me and that should give me the confidence to actually propose something and try and make things happen myself. You know, you can't always sit back and not think outside the box. So we are going for it. And I did want to mention that, you know, I, I have learned over the years, I've been blogging for whew, eight years now, blogging about African yeah. food for eight years now. Oh. And I have learned over the years that, you know, African food alone can be a hard sell if you want to reach a wider audience. Mm. So why not partner with somebody That's who, actually a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, so this is what we're doing. That's so excited, so excited yeah. for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very Good much. Stuff. Okay, so before we transition to the rapid-fire section of the interview, can you let us know where people can find you online? Like social media, website? Yes, yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, and my own website, it's My Burnt Orange. For Instagram, you can find me at, at My Burnt Orange. Twitter is the same. Facebook, My Burnt Orange. So we are very uniform. Yeah. It is My Burnt Orange. You can find me anywhere. <laughs> now, anywhere. And now, every time I see My Burnt Orange, I will think of that flat in yes, London. Yes, yes. Dinner parties, that's exciting. Okay, now we're going to transition very quickly into this rapid fire segment. Okay. So I'll just ask you, I'll give you a prompt and then you just let me know the answer that comes to your mind first. Okay. Okay. So, first question. Yes. Ghana Jalof or Niger Jalof? Ghana. <laughs> Ghana, You're really not to say that even in Lagos. <laughs> oh, Ghana Jollof. What do you think makes it different? I think I think uh, in Ghana we use an array of herbs and spices that makes it what it is. Uh, Nigerian Jollof, I think they focus more about the cooking process and incorporating that burnt <laughs> or. Should I say not burnt? Because, you know, burnt is, is okay. But that smoky flavor, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, people with a Ghanaian palate may not be used to. Mm-hmm. They may just come and say, ah, who burnt the jollof? Why is it so smoky? But that is, that is you know, the flavor that they have here. And it, 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 I think it's valid. I think it's valid and it's respected here. But I think um, Ghanaian jollof has more herbs and spices that bring that uh, dish together. And... Okay. 
For me, that's my preference. Okay. Even even in the type of rice that is used, we use long grain rice. Yeah, yeah they so tend to use parboiled rice. I always say it's the rice. Yeah, it is the rice because parboiled rice. Look, you won't have a jollof that fails, but it is a rice that is generally drier than yeah than long grain yeah, rice. Long grain rice. Okay. So I, I would say you need a, a bit more skill to make that okay. kind of jollof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Accra or Lagos? Oh my gosh. Do you know what? I would say Lagos. Okay. You know, I've spent more time here. Okay. You know, I've only visited Accra, but Lagos has a much more vibrant scene okay. and nobody can deny that. Honestly, you okay. can't deny that. There's so much happening in terms of food. There's something almost every week okay. here in terms of food. So, yeah, Accra, Accra, you need to catch on. <laughs> catch on, feel the fire. <laughs> Get a bit of yeah, I, think, I think generally speaking, even not just with food, I find Accra is more laid back. Ghanaians are more laid back. Yeah. Then, so I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, buffet or a la carte? Gosh. A la carte. Swallow or rice? Swallow. Red wine or white wine? I've matured to red. <laughs> I have my short. I used to be a white wine girl, but it's strange. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dine in or take out? Dine in. Morning person or night person? Night. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. What meal do you think represents most who you are? In you mean in terms of breakfast, lunch, or dinner? No, African like a dish. Oh. Man, that's a hard one. There's so much to choose from. But you know what? Let me uh, let me pick a favorite in my house that actually says who my family is. Mm. It's peanut butter soup. Okay. Peanut butter soup. My husband loves it like his own. I remember a time I I proudly developed a four week food food plan. You know, just in trying to yeah. cope with work and motherhood and blogging. So I wanted everything planned so I didn't have to think. He looked at it and he said, "Where's the fufu?" <laughs> that was his question. That was his question. So yeah. I'd say it's the peanut peanut soup, you know, okay. because uh, peanut is a widely yeah. used uh, ingredient in Africa. The... Zimbabwe, they have peanut mm-hmm. dishes. Central Africa, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, what's your favorite African restaurant anywhere in the world, and why? Oh, my favorite African restaurant. Look, let me pick Nok by Alara oh, here yeah. in Lagos okay. because you know what it's it's a restaurant in Nigeria but I feel that they've done really well being a Nigerian restaurant that they haven't just stuck to Nigerian food you will find Ethiopian dishes there you will find Ghanaian dishes there you will find dishes from Senegal and Gambia and for me even South African desserts you will find it there and that says a lot about them that they have actually done the research, yeah. done the hard work, and not just stuck to the Niger palate. Because uh, Nigerians are not snobs, but they can be snobbish with their food. They won't yeah. try. They will tend not to try other foods. Okay. But I think the fact that they have gone and done this says a lot about yeah, them. I'm, I'm going to try it while I'm here. Yeah. Week, so I'm yeah. excited to try it. Yeah, no, it's good. Well... Sadly, we've come to the end of our interview. This has been so good. I've learned so, so much.
from you today. Yes, and I'm excited you. to see all the new things that you have coming up this year. And thank you very much. Um, and I'm sure so many people will learn from it. And I hope that um, people that are listening that have input for all of your projects will reach out if they can reach out directly to me yes. and I can connect them to you yes. or you know you shared where people can find you so they can also reach out directly to you and hopefully we'll see that TV show we'll be looking for you book and all of that good stuff thank you and and for those who are wondering I'm talking you know producers researchers you know it's a big project so I am looking forward to working with skills and talent <laughs> we're looking for talent <laughs> alright thanks again Hey guys, thanks for listening to Item 13, an Essence 13 production. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. To keep up to date on news and events from Essence 13, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Essence and the number 13. Thank you.